I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps. Entry 90. Cameron Highlands, Malaysia. It's the Hungry Ghost Month, and I'm supposed to be speaking with several interviewees at this coffee shop in Haugang. But I've noticed someone sitting nearby who looks very familiar. As I reach his table, he looks up and greets me with a smile. Keith? I say, a little confused. Keith? along with his business partner Will, used to run a YouTube channel where they would visit supposedly haunted areas. Once, against my better judgement, I followed them to one such area. It didn't end well for us. Since then, however, Keith has started working with an organisation whose interests seem to align with mine. Hello, my friend, he says, patting me on the back. I ask him if he's here to speak to me. There's no way, after all, that this could be a coincidence. He nods, but then looks over my shoulder. We can talk later, he says, gesturing to the table I was sitting at earlier. It looks like your next interviewee is here. It's my next interviewee for this evening. Mr. Q isn't my interviewee's real name, obviously. Like everyone else I'm speaking with tonight though, he has the third eye. He rather not disclose what he does for a living either, out of fear over what will happen to him at work. It's a bit of a competitive field, he explains. If this gets out, one of my colleagues could use it to completely ruin my career. I ask him why he's risking that career by speaking to me tonight, and he shifts uncomfortably in his seat. I guess I just have to tell it to someone. I tell him that I understand, then turn to wave the drink stall auntie over so that we can both order. To my surprise, the auntie already has my copy in hand. I stare at her blankly for a second, then turn towards Keith's table. With a smile, he raises his own glass in a toast. I return a forced smile, more curious about why he's here than anything else. 
my thoughts are broken by Mr. Q, asking, Are you okay? I wave it off, as casually as I can. Just saw an old friend, I say, as I turn my recorder back on, then ask him to start from the beginning. It was the Hungry Ghost Month in 2010. Fresh out of university, Mr. Q hadn't started his career yet. He had, however, saved up enough money from his part-time work for a short holiday with his two childhood friends. Let's call them Mr. M and Mr. F, he says. After debating over where they could go, the friends eventually decided on Cameron Highlands. They booked a large room at what seemed like a charming resort, at least based on its website's photos. After an early flight to Kuala Lumpur, followed by a bus ride, however, they arrived at their accommodations in the afternoon, only to find that it wasn't quite as charming as they thought. The resort looked like it hadn't received a fresh coat of paint in 20 years. Its numerous buildings weren't dilapidated, but a musky odour permeated the grounds. Q, M and F's room, thankfully, didn't have that same stale stench on the inside, but it was odd in another way. It clearly used to have one living room, a bathroom, a kitchen, and just one large bedroom, Mr. Q explained. The bedroom, however, had gone through some renovations in recent years. What was once one room was now split up into two. One half had a fresher coat of paint than the other. Its bed and large wardrobe were also newer. At this point, Mr. Q wants to make it clear to me that he had taken all the necessary precautions. We knocked on the door before entering and everything, he says but I still didn't have a good feeling about this newer bedroom. I didn't see anything, but I knew something was there. He didn't want to make M and F uncomfortable though, so somehow he convinced them to bunk in the older room. He even dragged the sofa from the living room into the bedroom. They're my friends, but you know how insecure some guys can be, he says, rolling his eyes. The bedroom, however, wasn't the only place where that unknown something lurked. Q could feel its presence when he entered the bathroom too. Even when he was only near it, the hairs on the back of his neck stood up. They had just travelled quite the distance and he desperately needed a shower. 
However, he didn't think he could deal with whatever was in there. Not yet, anyway. Not while he was exhausted. He told his friends that he wanted to grab a bite to eat and maybe explore some of the surrounding nature. M and F were starting to get suspicious, despite Q trying to maintain a cheery tone. They argued a bit, but eventually relented. Despite their earlier protests, M and F actually enjoyed their room. They had a hearty meal and the weather was perfect for a stroll. By the time they headed back to their room, Q had all but forgotten about the presence that waited for them. But when they returned, he knew that that presence had grown stronger. I still couldn't see it, Q says. I felt it though. He got the sense that whatever it was, it was confined to the bathroom and the new bedroom. He refused to take a shower. Instead, he just changed into a new set of clothes for dinner. Despite M and F joking that he stank as bad as the rest of the resort. M, however, had no qualms about taking a shower. Q tried to talk him out of it, still keeping his tone level, still trying not to frighten his friends. But M didn't listen. At first, it seemed like nothing was wrong. Q was anxious, but M was out of the shower in no time, fully dressed with his towel draped over his shoulders. He was totally fine, Q says, until he just stopped in the middle of the room. M was in mid-conversation when he suddenly went silent. F joked that he was rendered speechless by Q's body odour, but then he saw the look on M's face. M glared at them angrily. His eyes were wide open and bloodshot, practically bulging out of his skull. His body was tense, like he was ready to attack them, but was being held back by something. His lips were closed tight, but Q and F could hear him growling softly. Suddenly, there was a crash, like something large falling onto the floor. Q couldn't figure out what it was at first, but then he turned to M. F, are you going to shower or what? M said, as if nothing had happened. 
And that's when Q realized what the loud crash was. The wardrobe in the new room had fallen over. There was no hiding it from them after that, Q says. We changed our room and cut our holiday short. We were out of Cameron Highlands the very next evening. He takes one last sip of his drink and makes me swear I won't reveal any more details about him. I reassure him that I won't and he seems satisfied and relieved. Thank you, he says, for letting me talk about that. Even M and F don't talk about it anymore, and I sometimes wonder if it even happened at all. I tell him that it's no problem at all, but then ask him if he's had any other encounters. After all, he has the third eye too. He tells me that he has. Some of them worse than this, he whispers. But he says that he's not quite ready to talk about those just yet. I tell him that I'm always here to listen, and he thanks me again, then gets up and leaves. Before my next interviewee can arrive, I head back to Keith's table. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but his story looked damn interesting, he says. I tell him that it was, but I don't elaborate. Instead, I ask him, What are you doing here, Keith? If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Huntu production. Created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray. With art direction by Jolene Lim and recorded on Audio-Technica mics. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.